3 a.m. Again, why did I ever think this was a good idea? Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Join our group of Run Disney friends as we talk about running at Walt Disney World and beyond. We'll discuss recent runs, training, upcoming races, and surprise topics suggested by you, our listeners. Well, the alarm's gone off, so let's go. Hi, this is Lexi from Largo, Florida, and you're listening to Rise and Run Podcast. Lexi from Largo. I've heard of that place. I have heard. That's right. Oh, that's right. I live there. And in fact, my friend Lexi, who I've, I've met a couple times, is the wife of one of the physical therapists who took such good care of me last year, Neil. I was in there. I had my Rise and Run wristband on. I said, yeah, I've got a podcast about Disney. He says, my wife listens to a podcast about Disney. All right, I'll cut the short story short. It's the Rise and Run podcast. Lexi, thanks for the intro and thanks for listening. Hey, if you left us a recorded intro and we haven't used it yet, I still have them. They're in the bank and we'll get some more this weekend when we see you at Springtime Surprise. But we got a long stretch between now and Wine and Dine, so we'll use those. Thank you for doing all of those. Friends, welcome. Welcome to episode 80 of the Rise and Run podcast. I'm Bob. I'm here with Allie. Hey, friends. With John. Hey, how you doing? With Greg. Hey, hey, hey. With Lexi. Hello. And with Alicia. Hello. Good to see you, everyone. Uh, Our guest tonight, we've got our friend Leah joining us tonight. Leah is going to talk about overcoming obstacles on your way to finishing, in her case, Dopey. But any run, any Disney run, or maybe anything else in your life, she has some very, very profound and important things to say that I think you're going to enjoy. We are proud tonight in just a few minutes, we're going to introduce you to a new sponsor, a new family member for the Rise and Run podcast. And in the spotlight tonight, our friend Marla talks about running In whiskey country, Lynchburg, Tennessee, the Oak Barrel Half Marathon. Friends, next week, one week to go. I can't wait. I get excited thinking about seeing everybody at Disney World. The end of the run Disney season, but that's okay. We'll stick together over the summer. We got things, it's just things come up one after the other, so it keeps us going. If you're doing the 5K, you're looking at, and again, I copied this right, If you're doing the 5K, your long run Saturday, 40 minutes. If you're doing the 10K or the 10 miler, your long run this weekend, 30 minutes. Now, I can typically explain why Mr. Galloway does certain things on his training plans. Yeah, I can't explain that one, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, A question I do get sometimes, though, is you've got two runs next week, Tuesday and Thursday, and people are traveling or whatever, and they'll say, well, what if I can't finish those? And my answer is, at this point, they're not going to matter very much. If you can and you want to, go ahead and do them. And if you can't for some reason, you'll be okay. If you've done the training at this point, you're going to be just fine. I want to remind you, I'll remind you again at the end of the podcast, that our meetup, our scheduled meetup, Saturday, 3 p.m., Disney Springs, 
in the food truck area. Hope to see as many of you there as can make it. Pre-race, we will be, and we this time is Allie, Greg, and me. We will be at the Springtime Surprise, and we'll be in our usual place to the left of the bleachers in the staging area as you get ready before you go to the corral. Hope to see you at either or both of those places. We genuinely, I can't say it, I can't impress it enough. We genuinely, absolutely, 100% look forward to seeing you. Hey, I haven't done this for a while. Alibis and apologies. <laughs> I I listen to every podcast critically. And sometimes I listen it and I go, what in the world were you thinking? So when I was talking about chatting with our friend who had done a race over around Disney World and mentioned that it was in central Pennsylvania, yeah, I'm not sure how that happened. <laughs> but it did. That, that reminds me of the time that I talked about Mobile, Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, which is pitiful since I've lived in both Alabama and now I live in Florida, but I got both of them wrong. Also, when we were talking with Meredith about our buddy Joe and his Christmas spectacular, and I said, I think he has seven trees. Joe messaged me, oh, dark early Thursday morning and said, no, Bob, I have 15 trees. So, <laughs> so sorry, Joe, <laughs> didn't mean to shortchange you by over 50%. You gotta love Joe. Thanks for that, Joe. I, I appreciate you. Appreciate you correcting me on that. Hey, friends, if you like the show, find us on Facebook and Instagram. We're the Rise and Run podcast group on Facebook. On Instagram, our handle is Rise and Run Pod. Share the show with your friends. And tell them all about it. We love to see this family growing. Friends, if you've been looking on our Facebook page, and I hope you have, you have noticed a little teaser post there saying we have exciting news coming up. Well, let me introduce to you the official travel agents of the Rise and Run podcast, Magic Bound Travel. And with us tonight, the owners of Magic Bound Travel, Brad and Maggie. Welcome to the podcast and welcome to the family. We're so excited to have you on board. We are so glad to be here and we are so excited about this relationship. And uh, this is a great privilege and joy. Oh, fantastic. I feel like we're just, we're just growing, you know, we got the family and we're just making it a little bit bigger and we're offering a little bit more. I think that's great. And we're, and we're happy that you're with us. Hey, uh, Maggie was with us a couple episodes ago. She was a generic travel agent back then. Talking <laughs> yes, about, yes. Yeah. And you did a good job. I'm proud of you, Maggie. Thank you. You did a good job. You, you didn't we're plug all in anything. This together. Yeah, you did well. <laughs> Uh, but you did help tell our friends just what a travel agent does for you and the fact that, generally speaking, they do it at no additional charge. So that's nice. But now let's hear some details about Magic Bound Travel, please. 
So yeah, thanks for having me on again. Um, excited to be able to talk more about our agency, but yeah, so Magic Bound Travel, I mean, we've been around and running uh, with you guys on all the courses since 2016. And um, and actually we wanted to share Run Disney, our love for Run Disney um, between the two of us is really what started Magic Bound Travel. Yep. We uh, just got hooked instantly on the community and the camaraderie and what it was doing for our health and our relationships um, and decided we could continue to help other people with that. So we, um, over the last, what, six and a half years, we've helped, we think, we're, we're definitely over the thousand mark. We're probably oh, closer thousands. to yeah. uh, the 2000 mark of run Disney participants. Nice. Um, nice. And then what they're, what we call racecations. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's much more than just planning your regular trip to Walt Disney world, but also the intricacies and complications of all the other stuff that you have to take into consideration. Um, and so really we we've we've grown um and now have a team of agents and advisors that all specialize in that they all run the courses as well um they have you know participant experience and they've helped other people and so that's what we love to do is mm -hmm. once uh, you know help the people get all all the details worked out I, I want to highlight that you've mentioned it but i want to highlight all of the agents that will work for you with you Friends, if you are using Magic Bound Travel to make your arrangements for a Disney running vacation, all of them have run at least one Disney race in the past. At Is that right? Least. At least. Oh, I mean, most of us are run Disney aficionados. Yeah. We, we are at every single race weekend. A, a handful of us, if not a core part of our team, are there. And so we, uh, we do not allow uh as part of our team we don't allow agents to work with run disney clients unless they have run disney experience because it's such a unique experience it's not just going to walt disney world i mean having someone who knows what it takes to wake up early in the morning <laughs> navigate to a bus or navigate to the expo the expo you know what to mm -hmm. expect there you know what how to get your your bib and your t-shirts and for me how to exchange your t-shirt every time you get a wrong size <laughs> you know, and uh and you know and and then obviously getting to, to your corral and having a great experience because the big thing is allowing people to know what to expect because run disney is if not the biggest avenue for people to get into the the the, the sport of running so you have a lot of first-time people who've always dreamed about doing this. So to say, this is what you're going to see. This is what you're going to expect. Here's some tips from firsthand experience is a huge deal. So they're not blown away from having to walk from the, what they think is the start of the corral a mile later, you know, <laughs> around the trees, you know, and yeah, we know. Uh, finally get to the, to the start. I just want to say that you guys are quite top notch at what you do, especially with what you just said, Brad, about, you know, having that experience with, you know, with the racing to answer those questions for you. I know I have been a client of Magic Bound Travel even before the Rise and Run podcast was even a thing. And you guys were absolutely fantastic being able to answer all my questions. And, and that's, what I think, the one thing that I appreciate about a travel agent is that you guys can be as helpful or as little helpful as you want, because, you know, someone like me, you know, a self-proclaimed, you know, Walt Disney World expert, but sometimes, you know, you do need those questions answered. So it's so nice to have someone else, not only with Walt Disney World experience, but with Run Disney experience as well, too. 
Now, all of that being said, the one thing that I just want to make a disclaimer to all of our listeners, and I just want both of you to be able to confirm this. Unfortunately, and until we hear otherwise, you cannot provide clients with bibs. You can just help us with booking our vacation packages around the race weekends. Is that correct? That's correct. We used to be able to contract with Run Disney where we were uh, allotted a certain number, but that no longer exists. So there's still that mentality that a lot of people who um, who had worked with our agency or some or, or another agency who did the same contract you know, where we could secure race bibs, but Run Disney no longer does that. Um, I think that was really to to promote Club Run Disney. Uh, for yeah, it now. could have been. Um, but, uh, but now we what we do is we just focus on your travel plans, your vacation package, your resort, your tickets, your surrounding plans to make it a full racecation, but you still need to go directly to the registration to get um, to get your bib and your race your race bibs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's unfortunate because it was nice when we were able to do that. It was. You it was were nice running. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet it was. Oh, and, it's removing uh, that, that stress. It and did, that's where absolutely. we really want to help remove that. The additional stress is that people are so, I mean, we know we're yeah. in it too. We will actually be in Walt Disney World next Tuesday when race registration opens up. So we're going to be sitting in the room hoping to get our oh i know what you're saying yeah next we're, yeah, we're for a marathon, marathon weekend, weekend. Yeah. Yes. so we'll talk you about know, we'll, we'll talk about that just a minute we'll, yes, we'll get so to that okay that. but what we really yeah. want is for folks to either as soon as they get that race registration be reaching out to us get that free quote form get that on that list um or in advance you know have it be one less thing that you don't have to stress about the morning of you can go ahead and and get in our queue so yeah I, I haven't sent Missy an email yet. I need to. I'm I'm also a MBT client, have been for a couple of years. I <laughs> one of the first times, I don't know if it was the first time or not, uh, Missy got us a room in Coronado, I think. The room was perfect. I mean, it was in a great location. It couldn't have been any better. I sent her a note. I said, Missy, thanks. This room is perfect. She wrote back and said, yeah, I had nothing to do with that. That was just luck. <laughs> but, but she shouldn't, she shouldn't have done that. She, she said, oh, just, just for you, Bob. Yeah, just for you. No, she didn't. I got to admire her honesty, though. That was cool. So I need to get in touch with her because uh, wine and dine. And as you said, mm-hmm. we are very close. Well, yeah, we're just a couple of days away now from marathon registration, which we will talk about a little bit more later in the podcast. However, our friends are out there. They either have their wine and dine registration or they're about to get their marathon registration. How and when do they get in touch with you? What's the best way? The best way is to go to our website at magicboundtravel.com. Unless you already have a relationship with one of our one of our travel advisors, then just be direct with them and email them and they'll they'll work with you because we want to maintain those relationships over a long period. But if you don't have someone that you're working with already, go to magicboundtravel.com. You'll see the under run Disney. We have information about each and every single run. Uh, run Disney weekend. And at, um, at the bottom of that information page, there's a quote form. And so all you need to do is to submit the information that you have, especially the dates. And if you want any tickets and 
you know, um, all the all the things that consist of the your vacation package. And then that shoots off to one of our agents and Maggie and I oversee all that. So we make sure that we align our clients who are coming in making requests with the with the best agent that suits their needs um, and obviously matching them up with run Disney um, uh, someone with run Disney experience and uh, and then you start working away on what's the ideal uh, our agents send you information send you what, what's available uh, work with you on what you what you desire and then it's as easy as putting down a $200 deposit to secure your room and ticket and vacation package. And that's something that I cannot overemphasize enough is that so many people wait until they secure their bib registration. Their that's true. Registration. Yeah. It is way better to beat all the registrations. Go ahead and lock in on your room and ticket vacation package with a $200 deposit because you can always get it back up to 30 days before you travel and you know, once everybody starts getting their bibs, and that's when the the high demand is on. So get it in advance. If for some reason, you know, you can't secure a bib, you know, at the beginning of the registration or when they sometimes re-release that, mm-hmm. you, we can always cancel, and you get a hundred percent of your uh, of your two hundred dollars back. Mm-hmm. So so Magicbound Travel is is the way to go. Magicboundtravel.com. So we'll say, um, and this may change by the time that this releases, is right now we are able to book completely all those products for Wine and Dine 2023. Um, We are still waiting, uh, the whole world is waiting for 2024 products to open up. So right now, um, what we are really encouraging is people to still go ahead and submit that quote request for uh, Marathon Weekend. Um, we, We can go ahead, we really kind of have a first come first serve. So as soon as that information is available, those people in our queue, those are the ones that we're working first through um, to get details. Now, no promises, but what we found with Disneyland when that was released, because that also is in the 2024 uh, product year, is that they did actually work out some special arrangements where we can call in and we have been actively booking people's rooms for just that time frame in 2024. They won't let us do any other dates. So we are able to get people right now at those three resorts for Disneyland. Um, and then later in the year, we can tend to people that are in our queue for like good neighbor resorts that are, you know, within walking distance. Same thing for Marathon Weekend. So we're hoping that maybe registration day, they will give us some special exceptions like that too, but we'll just wait and see. Be first in line. And friends, when you contact Maggie and Brad, or when you contact your Magic Bound travel agent, let them know you heard about them on the Rise and Run podcast. And a link to Magic Bound will also be on our website. Friends, don't forget when you use Magic Bound, their services are free to you. In fact, Brad, in a way, they're paying for them whether they use you or not, right? That's right. Disney builds in travel agency uh, services into every single ticket, room, vacation packages. So when you book on your own, you're actually not getting what you pay for. When you allow a a travel agency to book for you, you're getting what you pay for in the personalized, really focused services that a travel agent uh, can offer. And you work with one person. And every time you, if you book on your own, every time you call or every time you log in, you're going to be working with a different person. 
And those of us who know that when you have an issue, working with a different person is not convenient or being on the phone on hold for six hours at a time to make a simple room modification, you know, where that's what our agents do. We want to uh, release as much stress and inconvenience and be your advocate. Um, and we are completely free. We never charge. We never add any additional fee. It is completely complimentary services that we offer that you're already paying for. So why not get them? Sounds good. Friends, Magic Bound Travel, you can find them at magicboundtravel.com. You can find the link on our website. And Brad and Maggie, so excited to have you as part of the family. We look forward to talking to you again. You'll be back. We're so excited about working with you guys and helping this incredible community because this is our community too. And fantastic. uh, We we love Run Disney and we love Disney in general. And so this is a a place of of, uh, just a great celebration and friends already. Next week. Springtime surprise. Here we go. Yeah, once again, very excited about this relationship with Magic Bound. I think you'll enjoy working with those people. Brad and Maggie are wonderful folks, as are. I know I've talked with Missy as my agent, and I think you'll find that most of the folks that work for them are very nice, very easy to work with. And as we mentioned, all run Disney veterans. Hey, we had a release this week of the Marathon Weekend Art and kind of maybe a hint of the themes for Marathon Weekend, if you can read into what the artwork says. Friends, what'd you think? Oh, I loved them. I thought they were awesome. Um, I loved the way that like the course and the characters were in each of the numbers. I thought that was really cool. It doesn't look like anything that I've seen Run Disney do before. I agree. I I love the artwork that they put with these ones. Um, It's a little bit more complex than we've seen in the past, which creates more opportunities, which I think is really cool. And I really love the color scheme that they're using. Yeah, for sure. That Mm -hmm. is what drew me in to them. It's like the bright colors um, and that like the artwork is super cute. And there's just like, I think you mentioned in the chat, Alicia, that there's like a race course that they're like, or like a racetrack that they're running around. And it's just really cool. That's one of my favorite parts. The little racetrack. Cool. So how many people weren't going to register, saw the artwork, and now are going to register? This is like for us, but also I'm wondering how many people at home <laughs> listening to this weren't going to register and then now are like contemplating their I was going to say, Allie, why are you talking about yourself right now? <laughs> I said no more marathons and I saw the goofy artwork and now I'm like, that's really, really good and the colors are so good. Yeah. I've seen quite a few people that weren't planning to do anything next year, and they Mm -hmm. almost all are signing up for Dopey or Goofy. So At least thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've seen people that have because they're running with charities, but yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm waffling every single day, every hour of every day. We'll see how it Mm -hmm. shakes out when marathon registration actually happens. Yeah. We've talked about this before, I think, offline. I always like the goofy artwork better than the dopey artwork. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, I don't know if it's the color scheme they use or, you know, I am, I'm a little partial to goofy since we look so much alike, <laughs> but uh, I, I just happen to like that. I like the, I always like the shirts a little better too for the goofy challenge. 
So that's fun. I think I'm adding the 10K. I'm not I'm not where I want to do Dopey again just yet. I don't want to try mm-hmm. it again yet. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I'm going to do the 10K and the half. Nice. Lexi, I'm right there with you. My, my initial plan for this marathon weekend was just to do the half. Mm-hmm. But then again, seeing the artwork, I was like, yeah, let's throw the 10K in there, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, what, 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 what the heck? What, what, what's, the, what's another 6.2? You're going to be um, there anyway. Exactly. exactly. What else do you have to do, right? Uh, I will say the, the, the one comment I have, like, I, I love the artwork. You know, Even though at times it does seem a little busy, I, I thought they really, really knocked it out of the park. I'm kind of shocked they did not go... 100th anniversary theme with this. I, oh, I understand I know. the, the yeah, big, um, yeah. you know, the, the big focus of that celebration is out in Disneyland, and maybe you know, maybe they'll, they'll put the focus out for you know for the Disneyland races with that. But I was kind of surprised that they went that route. But again, extremely, extremely happy with what was given to us. Now, the one comment that I will make, and I know this has been like, I'm mean, great. It floated around our private chat group, and I know it, it's floated around the the ether of the Run Disney community. People are really, really analyzing the artwork and like noticing mm-hmm. like, oh, in the 10K art, you see the <laughs> castle mm-hmm. or in the half marathon, you see, you know, Hollywood oh. Studios. Yeah. And I want to temper people's expectations a little bit because I actually went back and looked at the artwork from last marathon weekend. Okay. And if you look at like, for example, the Chippendale retro 90s. Okay, I shouldn't say retro in '90s in the same sentence, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. Um, when you look, yeah, when you look at that artwork, um, they actually had all four park icons in that logo, and clearly, we did not run through all four parks for a 10k. So, yeah. I would say let's pump the brakes on that discussion a little bit. But um, again, yeah. I, I'm I'm very very happy with how it turned out, and uh, I'm excited to get ready for marathon weekend. The one thing that they did not put artwork out for and maybe it's not happening this year, is the Castaway K. Oh, yeah. Right. And I read somewhere that it is not. Yeah, I saw yes, that I've too. Heard that it's not but happening. But yeah, Disney know. is changing their island, or their, they have a new one that they start sailing into, I think, later this year. It, uh, not, the, the new island is not until next summer. 24? So summer of okay. 24, yeah. Okay, okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and they're adding it. They're not taking away Castaway Key. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Although there is a cruise, not not to get into a Disney travel conversation here, <laughs> but I saw one of the cruises next summer. You get to go to both Lighthouse Point <gasps> and Castaway Key. That sounds like an amazing cruise. And, mm. and we know a good travel agent now. I was going to say, get we our friends, good travel get our friends from MBT back. Yeah, <laughs> get our friends from MBT back. We need to talk about that. And and uh, and we will talk about that in the future. Oh, by, by the way, I think I've, sh- I've shared this online. I don't know if any of our other friends are going. Becky and I are going on the wish after springtime surprise. So if oh, you're out fun. there and you're heading for the cruise right after springtime, I'll wear my Rise and Run t-shirt so you can say hi when you see us on board, which I hope happens. Like they won't notice you, Bob. Yeah. Well, who knows? All right, so we pretty much agree the marathon weekend art looks really pretty cool. Registration, friends. Registration's coming up. Registration is Tuesday. General registration is Tuesday, April 11th. We've just 
discussed registration many, many times before. If it's your first time through here, bring your patience with you. Log on as early, well, log on before 10 a.m. Log into your Run Disney account and just be patient. But don't freak out if it doesn't open at 10 a.m. Because the past two (laughs) registrations, they have not. (laughs) They haven't. But at 11.30, 12, start freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) If you see the seven dwarfs pop up in a video with the words we're working on it, yeah, that's, yeah, we've got problems. But let's hope none of that happens. And it's been a little smoother lately, some hiccups. Uh, I want to talk just briefly and chime in, please. Dopey registration. Last year, dopey registration uh, filled up very, very quickly. Now, it was an anniversary year, and I, it may not fill up as quickly this time. I encourage anybody who wants to try that challenge to give it a shot. If you're curious, questioning, can I do it or not, I'm on the fence. If you're willing to put in the time, it's the training that's hard. That's the tough part. If you're willing to put in the time, you can do it. But before you pull that trigger, before you press that button to register for Dopey, think about the amount of time of training you have to put in. And it's significant, especially it's going to get tough. A lot of it's going to be in the summertime. It's going to be very hot. You're going to get some high mileage and some hot weather. Get around the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas, you're going to be spending a lot of time on the roads training. If you can do that, if you're willing to do that, and by golly, we'll be with you every step of the way. We encourage you. We we know you can do it if you put in the work. But think about it. Think about it. It's a it's it's a hard thing. Look, it's not easy. I quote my friend from the Netherlands, Laura, all the time. If it was easy, they'd call it the happy challenge. But they call it the dopey challenge for a reason. So look, we have a thread, we have a chat group for registration for marathon weekend i think we do if we don't i'll make one and i'll see you there online tuesday morning as we register for marathon weekend so friends one of the themes that we want to talk about particularly for some of these longer runs like we just were talking about registering for marathon weekend and maybe dopey is that you're gonna face challenges along the way it's going to happen. You're going to get dinged up. Maybe you get sick, get hurt, but the obstacles will be out there. And part of the joy, part of the triumph of finishing something like this is overcoming those obstacles. Our guest tonight has overcome more obstacles than most of us would want to even think about. Now, I'm not going to list all of them here. We'll talk about them as we get going. But our friend Leah is with us tonight. And Leah, we are so happy to have you here. Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. I am honored. (laughs) Oh, we're glad you're here, my friend. We're so excited. Now, Leah, you finished your first Dopey last year, right? Yeah, it was my first Dopey and my first Run Disney event ever. Oh, my. Was it your first marathon? No, 
So I ran the Boston Marathon three times. Um, it was for uh, research liver transplant in children. Um, oh, as, as a charity. Okay, cool. It was, uh-huh. yeah. I did it. I, this was so long ago. I mean, I have a nine-year-old and I wasn't even pregnant by then. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a long, long time ago, but it was so rewarding. I never thought I would actually go back to running long distances like that ever again. And Dopey was like a very far off dream, I guess. Okay. For me. Well, Leah, let's, let's get into this then. First of all, I know you're a former soldier, an yes, sir. airborne medic, <laughs> mm-hmm. a veteran of the 87, 82nd <laughs> airborne, airborne division. division. Mm-hmm. Yep. The all-American division. And how many, how many times have you jumped out of a perfectly good airplane? Oh, 32, just for fun. <laughs> 32. <laughs> My goodness. It was mandatory fun, though. You know, you were voluntold. <laughs> you were voluntold that today. Voluntold, yes. That's a, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if the civilian workforce has that phrase or not, voluntold. That's a, I love it, mandatory fun. That is oh, yes. a new favorite phrase. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, yep. yes. That, we have mandatory fun in the Army all the time. Oh, God, <laughs> yes. That was the standard. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. Um, got a little banged up on some of those jumps, didn't you? Yes. Uh, I had a severe uh, brain injury because I decided to land my jump on my helmet. <laughs> yeah. The broke. Kind. Kev- the, now, say that again. My Kevlar, my helmet. The Kevlar broke. The oh Kevlar God. helmet is wow. bulletproof material, okay? It's the stuff that bulletproof vests are made of. It's heavy, it's hard, and it broke. Yeah. You know what kind of impact delicious. that takes? Because I don't. It takes a tremendous impact to break that thing. So I landed backwards, and then it just pulled me. My head was the first thing to, like, hit the floor, like, really badly. And And how long were you out? For a few days. <laughs> I'm wondering what kind of recovery goes into that. Like, did you have to do, did you have, what were this extent of the injuries and what was the extent of the repair for it? I had a subarachnoid hematoma. Um, it was actually not subarachnoid. I think it was sober. I'll have to check. <laughs> That's okay. But it was really bad that they had to drill a little hole to actually oh my relieve God. the pressure. Um, I had a lot of build-up pressure up there. Um, I have to say that in the army, our our recovery time is very limited. They want you to be in the field straight away. Um, so you know, ibuprofen and go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, the standard. Mm-hmm. Bob knows that better than anybody. Mm-hmm. Well. Um, but I did stay in the hospital for a little while. I want to say that it was at least for a week. And then I was sent home on regular duty, just like everybody else. I Oh, do- really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were returned I- to duty a week after mm-hmm. cracking your noggin open. Oh, yeah. yeah and I, about, I do have. That's about right. Yeah. They put you on this thing called profile, right. where it's like, you know, you cannot do this heavy lifting or you cannot do this long runs or rock march, but that's pretty much it. Everything else I was doing. <laughs> and um, I feel like I 
the the main issue that I have, and I was telling Bob earlier, is memory loss. I have like totally horrifying memory loss. Yeah. I forget what I eat like for breakfast. If you ask yeah. me today, I do not remember. The the thing that's a little sad is Leah was describing all these memory loss things, and I was going, Leah, that happens to me every day. <laughs> so, I don't I don't know if that's good for Leah or bad for me, but. I told him we have very good candidates for an Alzheimer's research project <laughs> early on set. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're doing great, kiddo. Don't give me that. You're doing terrific. Um, now, that particular injury that you suffered on that jump, you have spinal problems. Were they caused by that jump or was that something else? I feel like, so the fact that I carried a lot of people on my back and I want to say like, I'm, I'm a tiny person, guys. I'm five, mm-hmm. four. I carried like 300 people, me, like just like 300 people. Yeah, not all at once. Not back. all at once though. No. no. One, at, one, one at a time. One dude that would be that, <laughs> that heavy. And it was like full combat gear and all yeah. that stuff just like on your back and you just bolt it because you're trying to extract people from the x you know trying to get them to safety in order to like perform whatever you need to perform to keep them alive until evacuation comes so the carrying that much weight created a lot of herniated discs mm-hmm. <laughs> throughout the years Mm-hmm. And uh, you know my my back, my knees, they were already a little bit shot, I want to say. And then I suffered the injury last November. That was like the end for me. <laughs> so Leah, at this point, you have something called, and correct me if I'm pronouncing this wrong, severe foraminal stenosis. Yes, which yes, is exactly explain it. it so that I, even I can understand. So I got some nerve damage because the all of our nerves go through like this teeny tiny little holes on our vertebrae, right? And mine apparently got damaged due to a fall. And now that pathway is like so narrow, it actually compresses my nerves. So what happens is I am constantly in pain. So I have pain like 24-7. It just never goes away, guys. It's just, it's pretty annoying. You guys oh, imagine, it, yeah. It's annoying. And um, some days are better than others. Some days I cannot get out of my bed and Daniel actually have to do everything for me, including, oh God, take me to the bathroom and mm-hmm. all the other stuff. <laughs> he, he's a good man. I, he, oh, I chatted gosh, yeah. with him a little bit in text messages and- yeah, he is, I hit jackpot yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. I hit the jackpot. Um, but there's that, I lose movement and it's very sudden. I'll be walking and then because I twisted my body a certain way, something happens and then my entire left leg is gone. That happened during the half marathon and during the 10K and it was pretty badly. Oh, yeah. People could see me like limping, like I'm pulling my left leg until it actually came back and you know it may come back may not come back and it's always a surprise it's great (laughs) you use a device to help you along on these walk slash runs right yes i use a walker um and in the beginning we got a regular walker Mm -hmm. right um Mm -hmm. 
most insurances will actually cover for the walker. They just need to be prescribed by a doctor. And we got the prescription and such, and we got the regular walker. And I realized that it was hurting me more than actually helping me because most walkers, you have to actually hunch down a little to push. And that was like creating now a like upper back pain that I never had. Right. Because the, the places that I got injured were from it was my lumbar and my sacrum, which is like all the way oh, to the lower yeah, back, like right. all the way down. And it was just like awful. That was awful. That's just sounds excruciating. So I, I'm, I'm so sorry that you have to deal with that. Um, but before I, I move forward with my question, first of all, I, I just want to say to you, thank you for your service and everything that you have done for, for our country and, and for serving. Thank you. It was an honor. My question to you is, you know, talking about this walker that you use, not just to run Disney races, but races in general. Um, let's take it from the run Disney approach, though. What accommodations does run Disney provide you so that you can have the most optimal racing experience just like everybody else. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I know we, you know, we've seen plenty of runners with, you know, the, the yellow bibs of, you know, athlete with disability and everything like that. But I have to imagine, you know, similar to like our friend, you know, Wendy Larson, the, the hand cyclist, you know, having an extra device or an extra contraption with you while running you know, I'm sure there's probably some type of safety risk there to not only to keep you safe, but obviously now that like, you know, another runner might not, you know, trip over it or something like that. So, so what process do you go through with them uh, to make sure that they, again, you're having the best time ever, but also staying safe? So that's a great one because when I registered for Dopey, I did not have the device yet. So I registered as a regular runner, right? And that right there, my friend, was a challenge because oh, yeah. when you have the devices, they put you on an earlier coral, right? right? You not only have more time because everybody's panicking about the balloon ladies, so you need that extra time, right? Because you don't know how you're going to actually do the race. Um, and I'll tell you that my biggest issue wasn't even the balloon ladies it was the fact that since i registered as a regular runner at that point um and i could not change it you cannot change it once you're regular you're regular um i started a f group oh so i was at the very end of it and it was fine i mean i i can tell you right now i did not even see the balloon ladies i did not see them for the entire thing i did not see them my main issue was using the restroom Good Lord in heaven, when you start at the very end <laughs> of oh, everything, geez. you have no time, guys. Yeah. And let me tell you, I can only use the companion bathrooms. <laughs> right. Okay. And they are very far and few. And yeah. I need the time for Danny to actually like lift me up and then, you know, so I can get back up there. And that takes a while. And good Lord, I nearly peed my pants during the full marathon because there was no bathroom I could use. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But yeah, the there are no companion porta potties. No, there are no companion porta <laughs> I cannot use those either. So to me, it was like this huge whoop. I was like, I am not drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> I rationed my water, okay, because I could no longer go to the bathroom. But there are accommodations like, 
I'm running the 10 miler for a springtime surprise. And that was different. I already registered as an AWD, right? Yeah. And Danny is a guide. So we are going to start on an earlier group, quite possibly B. Corral B. It's the back of Corral B. Mm-hmm. So it gives you more time. They also make sure that they space you out before they start C, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They make sure of that, yes, people will trip on you. Like they would just like run straight through, especially because they don't see my walker right. until they actually already passed right. me. Um, and I was like very, very smart on that one because I put, Christmas lights on my wall. Oh, that's clever. That's very, that is smart. Yeah. They were huge. You know, those Mickey Mouse ones that they sell yeah. during yes. holidays. Yeah. That's what I had on my walker. And Good. my walker now is a stand up walker. So it's tall. And you could see those lights from like miles away. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there, are, there were so many um, accidents with people that, like me, were not able to start on an earlier corral. Um, exactly because all of those measures are taken for the people that already register as AWD and are starting at the proper corral for it, right? So I am hoping to have a much different report and more time to pee this time. Because <laughs> <laughs> like you, it. suffering was awful. <laughs> I love it. I love your sense of humor. That's fantastic. You mentioned sense of humor, Bob. And I think that, Leah, you, ha- you do have a fantastic sense of humor. How has that played into helping you overcome these obstacles? Oh, God. I feel like... You know, the sense of humor ended up becoming my entire personality at the end of it. Um, it is definitely what kept me going. And it's funny because when I made the post about, you know, finishing Dopey and everything, and I had like people leaving me comments underneath, like, oh, my God, I totally saw you. And you were singing the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> or you were making jokes about people. Or, you know, you were commenting on how amazing the outfits were and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I, I keep that on. It, it, it did become personality. Yeah. I keep it on 24 seven. It is what keeps me going. It is what pushes me further. And yes, there will be some very harsh moments where I will want to yell a cuss or two. <laughs> no. But then <laughs> I'll just I'll just pull a Snow White and sing a little song. There <laughs> you go. Help me. I wonder how many people's marathon that you turned around with your sense of humor too. You know, because a lot of people are struggling and then if you can tell them a joke or make them smile or just distract them for a little bit, I'm sure you like carried a lot of people along with you. I'm sure that they carried me too. Like a lot of people talked to me through the marathon, uh, especially through the full one, because by mile 12, I dislocated my patella. No. Oh my gosh. Now, why did you do that? Gosh, Bob, (laughs) I keep asking my knee that exact same question. I'll bet you were. (laughs) But it was like really bad. It was mile 12 and I looked at Danny and I was like, if you want to keep pushing, push I'm gonna stay here and he was like no I'm I'm walking with you and it was really funny because my my ringer for the whole time after mile 12 was like I had this lady and she was amazing somebody please tell me her name 
she was one of the pacers and she was doing, I think the 6.30. And you could hear her yelling. She was a drill sergeant, man. You could hear her yelling for like miles away. She'll be like, and we're running. <laughs> and every time I would hear her saying, we are running, I looked at them and I was like, this is it, pull it. And I'll be like wobbling my way around. <laughs> I couldn't run anymore, but I did not want to fall that much back. Right. <laughs> and I was like, this is it, just pull it, pull it, pull it. <laughs> it was really bad, but like, gosh, I felt so much pain. And I have to say it, from mile 12 on, it was the other runners that kept me going. It was the people that came to me and was like, sister, you are flying on the thing. How are you doing that? And like, we will both be laughing about it. it. It's, I feel like the full marathon was more mental than physical at this point, even though I was in a lot of pain, it was a lot of mental struggle. And um, somebody asked me today, I don't even know if I can say that edit this if I can't <laughs> but somebody asked me today like hey I cannot even run a 10k without suffering I have like arthritis how are you doing dopies and dumbbells and coast to coast and like have all these plans and I was like tramadol and edibles my friend <laughs> it carried me through that full marathon like no other <laughs> which which by the way are medically prescribed the edible they are the state, they are. I have state of florida <laughs> yeah but yeah. it is what saved me because i can't just pop a narcotic and go you know i i needed to be conscious and i needed to be and it's the edible is not the the thc it's the other one it is oh my god what's the name of it the cbd yes and it's mainly physical. And oh my God, it gave me such relief at a certain point because I was in so much pain during that full. Since you were brave enough to tackle Dopey, what were some of your favorite parts of it? Oh my gosh, uh, definitely the costumes. <laughs> People are so creative. <laughs> I mean, seriously, some of those things are like, and, and, and then seeing people, because I thought that I was overcoming some stuff. But listen, there was this lady in front of me running a fool on a boot. She had a boot on, okay? During my, I think it was during the 10K. Uh, yeah, it was definitely the 10K. During the 10K, right at the beginning, where we're just started, not even a mile in, this super nice lady who had spoken to me very briefly um, suffered this fall. And let me tell you, it was a bad fall. Like, it was the worst fall I have ever seen on a run. She fell face first, guys. Her glasses flew out. And people were trying to get her glasses for her. And she was trying to get up. And, you know, people were trying to check her out before. And she was like, no, I can do it. I can do it. And I remember going through this whole race thinking of her. Like, how is she doing? How is she doing? Guys. My final, like when I'm crossing the finish line, I got some of her pictures because she crossed it right in front of me. Holy moly. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm telling you. So I feel like my favorite portions of, of the whole thing, my favorite parts of the whole thing was the people. Yeah. 
good grief, we have like this crazy community. I mean, run Disney people are like just a different breed. I cannot even like explain it to you, but like people would just, it was just like, it was mind blowing to see some of those people. There was somebody doing it on crutches. I mean, that is painful right there. <laughs> and it was just incredible. Like, I feel like what makes Run Disney events so amazing is the people. Like, the runners definitely make it. And like unforgettable thing you know so that was definitely my favorite thing i'm going to shift gears a little bit we'll, we'll come back to some of these topics in a moment but let's shift gears leah you used to be a disney cast member right i did i do? was a youth counselor on oh. board of the wonder <laughs> i used to borrow all of your children before i had my child and it was great <laughs> <laughs> how long ago did you do that I think my last contract was 2010, right before I moved to America for good. Okay. Okay. And you, and you did it for how long total? I did four years. Okay. Cool. So you ended yours before Jack and I started ours. Oh, wow. We got there in 2013. Did you love it? Do you oh miss gosh. it? Yes. Yes to both questions. <laughs> I was a guest for the very first time a few weeks ago. And I just, I looked at Danny and I was like, this is it. You stay with the kids. I'm going back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now tell me your experience because I know, I know my reaction, but do you, I got this question a lot. Do you feel like being a cast member ruined the magic? No, not for me. Mm -mm. No. Yeah. I feel like when you realize that you are part of the magic, it turns things even more magical. It was every smile on every child. It was every parent that was happy and had like that date night of their dreams and like making the difference, leaving the little note at the end of your cruise, like on on someone else's door saying like, thank you so much for playing with me during this cruise. It was amazing. And like knowing them on first name basis. I mean, I saw my kid do that. Um, just the other day he was like, mommy, do we still have the card from him? And I was like, yeah, we do. And, you know, it's, 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 those are the little things, you know, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. and it did not ruin the magic. I was part of the magic guys. I feel like it, it made it even more magical to me. Yeah, sure were. Leah, we were talking earlier. Somebody contacted you today. Yes. Who, who was that? Tell our friends about that. Uh, okay. So her name is Courtney, and she is the PR representative for Run Disney. And I am trying really hard not to yell at her now. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. We'll like, it's okay. <laughs> but she contacted me because I had submitted a little thing you know how they have that hashtag thing why i run disney right oh yeah so i had submitted it and i never thought that i was actually going to ever get contacted but um it was like a very short like why do you think you should be featured or why do you think you know and i wrote 
very short and sweet that, you know, Run Disney brought back that love for running that I had lost through the years. Because let me tell you, running for fun or running for a cause is one thing, but running the army, good Lord. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good not the Lord. same. <laughs> no, it ruined that. That's, that's where it ruined for me. <laughs> yep. Um, I used to love running and then, you know, running in service was a different beast. And I started like, I lost that, that love for it. And, the Run Disney community brought it back on ways that I cannot even start describing. And that was what I wanted to talk about. And I wrote that little short thing. And when she called me today, she was like, we've been trying to reach you for a while now, but you know, we keep your email keeps bouncing back to us. So obviously I had a major typo on my own email. And she was able to pull through my name, my registration with Run Disney and find my phone number. And then she called me and she told me that she had a few questions about, you know, my experience with Dopey and about my injury and that she would really love to feature my story on Run Disney blog. And I was like, that's awesome. Mind blown. (laughs) Nice. Nice, nice. Mind blown because I am usually the person who reads those stories and get inspired by those stories and motivated by those stories. And to be able to be one of those stories to someone out there that just like me truly needed to read something like it. Yeah. It is fantastic. It's just, I cannot believe it. Well, you're you're incredibly deserving, but my question is, what did you get more excited about getting that phone call today or getting the message from Bob about being a guest on the podcast? Oh my God. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited when Bob asked me to be part of the podcast that I nearly laid an egg. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It was crazy to me because I have been listening to the podcast for like the longest while. Nice. You guys are like major celebrities to me. To be part of this, even for just like 20 minutes is like, I can't, you know, (laughs) I just can't even. (laughs) Leah, you are, you are not only part of this, you you are this, you are this family, you are this community, and you're not part of this community for 20 minutes. You're part of it all the time, whether we're talking directly with you or not. You and our friends who are listening, that's what this is about, this family. I, I have to say it, it does have this family feeling, you know, and I, I told Bob earlier, during Marathon Weekend, you could run through some places and you could hear several different people just listening to the podcast while they're running. What? They were listening to the podcast while they were running. That's and incredible. It's, it's what kept them going. Yeah, it and was Alicia. It, it, was, <laughs> it was just all of us. We all just had speakers on right, playing the podcast. Yeah. Right, right. But it is like very recognizable, you know? So like you're just like running or you're on that 
walk portion of your run, walk, run, and you can hear somebody listening to it and you can see their heads like bobbing. It's, yes, yes. <laughs> like, you know, and you guys give like, you guys give like a major push to a lot of runners out there. People actually do listen to the podcast while they are on the races. It is the fuel that they need to finish up, you know, and it's, it's freaking fantastic. Like, well, I, the irony is that your story is probably going to be inspiring yeah. people. Oh. I mean, I'm inspired oh, by yeah. it and in yeah. awe of it. And we haven't even hit like all of the major points yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's really, it's really awesome. So you're, you're probably doing that for someone else right now and inspiring them when they needed it. So I took a little break. I said at the beginning, I wasn't going to list all of the obstacles you've overcome. We've talked about several. Let's talk about one more because I know it affects other members, other friends in this running community. And Leah, you're also a breast cancer survivor. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed in 2018. I was still in the army um, and they deemed me non-deployable. So this is actually the reason why I got out of the army at the six-year mark. It was because, and this is, this is really funny, I was the only female in my unit. Yeah. <laughs> the only female I was attached to infantry. So everybody yeah. else was a guy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and they really needed a female to be deployed with them. And I was unable to because I was mostly in the hospital. Um it was January when I found the the tumor, and we didn't even know what it was yet. And it, it was, I was very lucky. I was very early diagnosed. Um, in June of that same year, I had a partial lumpectomy for an excision, and I've been in remission ever since. It, it's been a challenge in terms of how it affected me physically, like I lost for a, a part of, like, I can't move my arm fully like I used to. I can't lift anything. But, you know, aside from that, God was very good to me, I guess. So five years in remission of cancer and, um, you know, the major spinal injuries and issues um, as well as, like you said, some residual um, TBI, all of these are just incredible obstacles. This is not even on top of things that like everybody else has to deal with too. Like we have obstacles that we deal with when we're training for a marathon that we think are, you know, the biggest thing in the world. What would you say to somebody who is dealing with, with something and just saying like, I can't, I just can't do this. I, I can't, I can't do a marathon. How would you tackle that? I'll say be kind to yourself. We, we often go into this mindset of we cannot do this and we will never be able to do this. And it is because we are so absorbed in our pain and in our suffering. And, you know, at that time, I can tell you right now, it is true. What you're thinking is true, but it's because you're making it real, Right. Is cultivating a different mindset that is the heart portion of what you're going through. And 
your, and this is like one of the sentences that I like the most. It says, your current situation is not your final destination. It really isn't. You are able to do incredible things. Your body was built for amazing, impossible things. And you will get there, just be kind to yourself and have patience. And on the times that you cannot find that for yourself, have somebody at your side that can find it for you. Having that support is absolutely necessary. Like Danny is the rock upon which I stand. And I I would have not accomplished half of the things I accomplished this January without his love and support and without him there to constantly remind me that I was able to do things. Leah, it's beautiful. Your your answer to Ali's question, I just sat here in awe and I'm thinking that may be some of the most motivational and most impressive things that we've had on this podcast in 80 <gasps> episodes. It was it was beautifully done. Yeah, we really we really appreciate it. It was genuine, it was from the heart. And uh I I think it's a clip we're gonna play again and again. Because yeah, it was great. Leah, it's been lovely having you with us. We thank are you for having me. I am so, so honored. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna use that word. We're so honored that you joined us and spent some of your of your time with us. Uh, Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Leah, thanks again. We genuinely enjoyed talking with you. Hey, gang, the springtime surprise race guide finally posted for us. How about we take a look at it? Let's start with Greg telling us about what's going on with the yoga. So yeah, so the weekend kicks off with the Springtime Surprise Yoga. A slight change for this year, the yoga is actually taking place at Hollywood Studios, not the Magic Kingdom. Ooh. Yeah, fancy. Um, But again, as always, it is a one-hour yoga experience. You will get a yoga mat with a carrying strap as well as a bottle of water. And And there is complimentary parking at Hollywood Studios. You need to park between 4 a.m. and 4.45 a.m. So that's when you'll be able uh, to park if you are driving yourself. The uh, parking lot will open at 4 a.m. if you are driving, and the check-in will begin at 4.15. Now, what makes the yoga a slightly different situation than all of the races is that there is just one pickup you know, time, you know, there's no, you know, buses will run continuously between this hour and this hour It's you got one shot to get on the bus and that's it. So no stress right before you're young. <laughs> exactly. No stress before you're going to get really, really Zen. Um, now there are different bus route pickups. I'll quickly go through them. Just know that the pickup times range Anywhere between 3.30 a.m. and 3.40 a.m. What I would recommend that you do is check the billboards that they always have 
in uh, the lobby of your resort that you're staying in to get the exact time. But again, I will run through these super quick. Route one is all of the all-star resorts. Route two is both Animal Kingdom Lodge, Kidani, and Jumbo House. Route three is Coronado Springs. You have your own bus, so lucky there. Bus route four is the Polynesian Shades of Green and the Grand Floridian. Route five is Fort Wilderness, Wilderness Lodge, and the Contemporary. Route six is both Port Orleans French Quarter and Port Orleans Riverside. Route seven, Old Key West and Saratoga Springs. Route eight, Caribbean Beach and the Riviera. Route nine, the Swan, Dolphin, and Swan Reserve. Route 10, Yacht Club, Beach Club, and Boardwalk. And then Route 11, Pop Century, and Art of Animation. Again, pickup times range anywhere from 3.30 a.m. to 3.40. And be sure to check the event guide for your specific resort hotel pickup time. Or again, check out the boards in your hotel lobby. I like the way we just casually say, Pick up times for 3.30 a.m. And we think, oh, good, a little bit later than normal. That's great. Yeah, sleeping in. And and so, Greg, the Skyliners won't be running, correct? Correct. Skyliner will not be running. All right, Greg, thanks. So yoga starts before the expo. So let's talk about the expo next. The expo runs the three days, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Buses are available from your resort. Not the same buses you take around Disney. They're special buses. They'll be labeled specifically for the expo. Expo hours on Friday, On I'm sorry, on Thursday from 10 a.m. till 7 p.m. On Friday from noon until 6. And on Saturday from 11 until 3. Disney's running the virtual queue again for official, official run Disney merchandise. Use your My Disney Experience app to enter that virtual queue. You've got to be, they say within 40 miles of Disney. I don't know. They still haven't put the sign up on I-4 to tell me when I'm within 40 miles. So I just kind of do it when I get on property. Um, when you're at the expo, the first thing you're going to do, had you, I always have to remember when we're talking, we've got friends who haven't done this before. So you get into the ESPN area. Head up to the top of the hill. The arena's on your front left. That's where you will pick up your bibs for your run. Finish in there. Head to the Vendor Expo, which is where you pick up your shirts. When you're in the Vendor Expo, you'll see lots of neat things to do there. Be sure to stop by and say hello to our friend Pam at Fluffy Fizzies. Say hello to Jeff Galloway. Say hi to Chris Twiggs if he's there. Go visit our new friend B.B. Brooke. Just have fun at the expo. One note that I saw in the event guide as it relates to the virtual queue, and I'm not sure if they put this in the the guide for Princess, but they were saying that if you're entering the virtual queue and you have a long wait, they are encouraging you to make your way to the expo once your wait time is down to one hour. Oh, really? So I don't know if that is their way of curbing all the long lines or everything. Obviously, you can arrive whenever you want. But as it relates to the virtual queue, if you're wondering like, oh, when should I get on the bus and everything like that? It's Run Disney is recommending, again, get on the bus or make your way over to the expo 
one hour before your virtual queue arrival time. Okay, cool. See, I was going to encourage our friends to head to the expo and just hang out because uh, I'll be there most of the afternoon. When are you getting there, Greg? I haven't decided yet. I get in uh, to Disney World really early on Thursday morning. So, and I'm also not going to the parks on this trip. So, I really have nothing to do. And if my room's not ready, I might head as to well the expo. just head over to the expo. Yep. So, I, I'm to be determined on that, but it most likely will be you know late morning, early. Uh, afternoon Greg will be there at 10. Allie, how about you? I get into Orlando at 2 p.m. And it's my birthday, so I'm going to do whatever I want on that day. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It'll probably be like um, late afternoon, early evening. So anyone who sees Allie, tell her happy birthday. Yeah. But you'll probably be in and out of the expo, huh? Uh, Probably. I actually do love Pixar, so I may hang around and, and look at the merchandise and stuff like that for this one. That's cool. I'm hanging around because I almost always find friends at yeah. the expo. Yep. So that's become a uh, that's become an additional attraction for me is heading to the expo and visiting with visiting with friends and I'm talking to you, people who are listening right now. Hey, I've said this before. Every race weekend someone will post I think I saw John, but I didn't want to go and interrupt him. Or I saw Lexi over there, but she looked like she was busy. Or Bob came by but he was talking with his wife. Interrupt us. <laughs> we we love it's we genuinely love seeing it, you and we really want to meet you even if it's just to say hello. We really want to meet you. All right, Expo. Uh that's it for the weekend. Uh, I sometimes just as a casual, sometimes if it's very crowded the first day, let's say I want to talk with Jeff for a little bit. I'll go back on uh, the second day. I'll go back on Friday. And a lot of times it's not quite as crowded. So I've gone back for the recovery things every single day before. <laughs> yeah, me too. And especially too, like if you need something taped, it's much oh, okay. smaller lines on like the, the next day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Th- Thursday, you've got the people who are running everything and the 5Ks. The uh, Friday, you do have the challenge runners. It thins out, and by Saturday, of course, it's only open four hours on Saturday, 11 till 3. All right, enough about the Expo. Uh, 5K. John, what's up with the 5K? Okay, so the 5K, we'll start with some transportation, which is probably going to be the same for the rest of the week. Uh, Buses are going to start running to the uh, start line between 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock. That's what the buses are going to be starting to uh, run to the resort, from the resorts to the start line. Uh, they will be coming back from 6.30 to 8.30. So if you're one of those guys that start at 5 and get done at 5.30, you still got to wait half an hour. Yeah. Oh, oh, an hour before the bus starts, 6.30. Yeah. You got to wait for the field to get past the buses. Yes. But the course, uh, it's the same course that we've done before. Uh, I think it's like almost exactly the same we did at a marathon weekend. Uh, just basically start, start the start corral run around the buses, come through the back of uh, my test track, make a loop around World Showcase, back out by uh, test track in space, and back to the finish line. Just your basic 5K there. All right, John, thanks. 5K update. Lexi, what about the 10K? Yeah, the uh, 10K, uh, the Monsters, Inc. 10K 
There you go. Is the same course that we saw last year at um, Springtime Surprise and the same course that we saw at Marathon Weekend. So you will start in the Epcot parking lot and you'll have about three miles of highway. But personally, I feel like it goes by really, really fast. Um, especially because you have the adrenaline of like it being the start of the race. This honestly, this 10K course is probably one of my favorites of all of the Ren Disney courses. I agree with you, Lexi. I think it's a perfect course. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, your first three miles are highway. Um, I really like the loop around because um, you can look at all the costumes going by. And then at mile three, you enter a little bit into Epcot, make your way through the boardwalk, and then come around and go around the world to in oh, back right, at the right. Epcot yeah. parking lot. Yeah, very good. Uh, and then the finishing up with the 10-miler. Allie, what's up with the 10-miler? This is the Toy Story 10-miler. And as the event guide says, this 10-miler run takes you through Epcot and to Infinity and beyond. And so Infinity is Hollywood Studios, and then mm-hmm. Beyond is the highway. <laughs> I actually, I'm probably the best person to to do this course because I don't remember everybody loving this course um, last year, but I, this is one of my favorite courses that they do. This one starts in the Epcot parking lot, and you don't have to do that long walk like you normally do for the half marathons to the start line. The start starting gate is like right there. Um, and it goes back through the back of Mexico. It goes all the way around the World Showcase, takes a little dip out for a second. And then you head on over to the boardwalk, which everyone loves to run on. Um, and then it goes out to Hollywood Studios from there. And I know it's a little bit bottlenecky there. So you just kind of keep your keep your spirits good, keep your happy thoughts going. And I love it because it goes through the entirety of Hollywood Studios. So you get to go in behind Fantasmic, go up um, the main street there, and then you get to go through Star Wars and through Toy Story World, which should be really fun for everybody who's dressed up in their Toy Story stuff for this one. Then you go out into the highway. And the reason why I love this course so much is because the highway opens up and you just lose any of that tight in feeling that you get through the parks and through like those little speedways and alleyways and stuff. And you just get to kind of put on the gas at the end of the race, which I think, you know, everybody wants to, to get it over with once you're doing once you're into mile seven or eight. So then you go out um, through the highway, you come in and do a tiny little bit of, of Epcot again. And then you're at the finish line when you go through the chute. You will get your Powerade, your water. If you're doing the challenge, you want to go to the left where you'll get your challenge medals. If you want to, um, if you're not doing the challenge, you go to the right. Both end up with your boxes and your plastic cheese that everybody loves so much. And then out to the reunion area where you'll meet up with all of your friends before you go out to your, you know, parks and wherever you're going to take pictures with your medals. And we'll be there waiting for you. Maybe. (laughs) <laughs> What's really good about this one is uh, since it starts early and we hit Hollywood Studios pretty early in that uh, that that run, mm. you can get a picture right in front of the Tower of Terror in the dark. Oh, yeah. Good one. Yeah. It gets light here around 7 a.m. right now. Maybe it's the, 
dawn just a little before 7 a.m. It's been warm. Whether you're coming from a northern climate or not, it's been warm and the humidity's back up in central Florida. So expect a warm race day. Take your precautions. You know what to do. Make sure you're hydrated. Slow down. Use one of those cups of water over your head if you need to. But we'll make it. All right, friends, that's it for the race guide for springtime surprise. It's right around the corner. See you soon. But now it's time for the race report. Friends, I always have to remind myself that we get new folks here all the time. I am seeing more and more names in the race report. I'm seeing more and more race reports in Facebook. It's fantastic. You keep me busy almost all of Monday catching up on all this stuff, and I love it. Don't stop. But let me explain real quickly how to get into this. We keep at the top of the Facebook group page pinned to the features section. There's a little Word document. It's actually a Google document up there called the race report. Click there. You can go into the document and add your race in there, or you can just make a comment and I'll be happy to add it for you. That's how I know who's running during the weekend. And that's what I use for the Friday Facebook group post running this weekend. For the race report, I look entry by entry through Facebook. I usually start sometime on Sunday. I do it all day on Monday and I make one last run through on Tuesday, hoping not to miss anyone. And I pick out the highlights of what you tell us that you did on your race that weekend. So that's how the race report works. Occasionally I miss somebody. I don't mean to, I promise. Uh, occasionally somebody will make a late post, which I usually go, eh, it's too late. However, I'm going to violate my own rule because last week at the Visit Tuscaloosa Half Marathon and Publix 5K in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Aaron ran a PR for the 5K and finished in third place in the 50 to 54 age group. So that's a makeup from last week. Okay, let's take a look at Saturday and let's start in Lynchburg, Tennessee for the Oak Barrel Half Marathon. And here with us tonight in the Race Report Spotlight, our friend Marla, who finished that race. Hey, Marla, welcome. How are you? Hey, good. How are you? Oh, we're doing wonderfully. Thanks for spending some time with us. Lynchburg, Tennessee. That's just a little place. That sounds familiar, though. Why would I know that place? <laughs> Jack Daniels, maybe? Jack Daniels, by <laughs> <Maybe>. golly. That's <laughs> it. That's it. I have visited Lynchburg on three or four occasions. A pretty little town. Oh, it's I mean, wonderful. It's so pretty, so beautiful. Yeah, it's basically a town square, and that's kind of about it. But it's neat. And uh, many years ago, Cousin Jack put that place on the map, and it's stayed there ever since. Now, I'm interested in this half. We'll we'll chat a little bit, you know, how'd you get started running and all that and what you do in Disney. We'll, we'll get to that in a couple minutes, but I'm interested in this half. How did it go? Oh, it was, so 
typical South. It was pretty hot and yeah. humid, but it was just so fantastic. This is my favorite half marathon ever. Um, so I enjoyed the stench of the cows and the hills. And <laughs> How many times the... were you for this one? <laughs> um, this would be number 11 for me. Number 11. Wow. Number 11. Yeah. That's yep. amazing. Yeah. And you get that nice smell of the distilled spirits going on all the time, don't you? Oh, well, yeah. Depending on where you are on the course, okay. you can you can only smell cow stench. Or, <laughs> and as you get closer to the town, of course, you can smell the whiskey and it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's a, it's a unique aroma. If you've ever <laughs> experienced it, you will, you'll never forget it. And I guess if you live there, it's burned into your nostrils. <laughs> they probably don't even notice it anymore. Actually. They probably don't. <laughs> Although as an aside, they have trouble with the black moss that grows around there yep. because of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Houses. But that's an entirely different story. <laughs> hey, I understand this one's pretty hilly. True. Very true. Um, well, at least the first half. So they, about mile four, starts what is called Whiskey Hill. And Whiskey Hill is so famous, it has its own Facebook page. Um, <laughs> I didn't know so, that. Yeah. So Whiskey Hill lasts for about a mile. Oh, goodness. And yeah. And during that, they actually made a segment out of it. So they have King okay. of the Hill and Queen of the Hill. Okay. So whoever oh. runs the hill the fastest gets a, a really cool shirt. Um, yeah. So I've, I've never done that. <laughs> Well, that would be pretty tough. It is pretty tough, yeah. And I would think you're, I don't know if they attract elite athletes, but they always attract really good ones. On oh, yeah. Like that. There's some solid runners for sure. Yeah. You've got some, you probably have some ex-college runners, ex-high school runners in there still knocking that stuff out. So that's pretty cool. And uh, how about um, you wrote something about the character stops. <laughs> yeah, in true Disney fashion, right? You got to <laughs> bring that with you wherever you go. Um, I did find the Easter Bunny at the no, top of Whiskey Hill. At the top of the hill. Nice, yeah. Nice. He was there waiting with chocolate eggs okay. <laughs> for everyone <laughs> and hugs. So that was fun. Well. Um, yeah, there was also a superhero aid station and they had Batman and Wonder Woman, yeah, different yeah. superheroes. Um, there was a wrestling aid station that had wrestlers. Um, there were people with flamingo floats. It was just fantastic. Lots of fun along the way. Nice. John, the wrestler aid station, right up your alley, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Laying the smack down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good deal. Now, I'm going to ask, I know the answer. Any Jack Daniels samples at the finish line? <laughs> no, they had the finest Coke products okay. and, and Gatorade. So you had to actually pay for some Jack. <laughs> well, Jack and Coke is like perfect, right? Yeah. You know, there you like, go. <laughs> it just, was available. Is that right, Marla? No. It, well, they had, um, they had souvenir type water bottles. Or not okay. water bottles, whiskey bottles of okay. Jack okay. with the um, race logo on oh, it. Oh, neat. Yeah, so you could purchase that, but there was That's nothing cool. open for you. No, nah, it's it's a, it's actually a dry county, isn't it? Yeah, it is, which is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, it is weird. Yeah. Um, I, I'm familiar with Jack Daniels. I've been joking. I'm actually a, a Jack Daniels squire, they call it. That's their loyalty club. I have been for many years. Uh, 
Yeah, it's only within the last couple of years that you could even taste the product at the distillery. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a special tour and you have to pay a couple bucks for it. And if you're heading that way, it fills up really, really early. So you have to make reservations well ahead of time. But Yeah. And, and there's Miss Mary Bobo's that you've got mm-hmm. to make reservations for as yeah. well for yeah. lunch afterwards. Yeah. That's Did you do that? I did not do it this year. No, but you have I've, in the past. I have in the past. Nice. Yeah, this year I filled up on the grilled cheese sandwiches and the other yummy food at the end. And they had them for you. That's cool. That's cool. So it uh, sounds like a, a terrific event. It's one that's been going. You said eleven years for you. The, the event's been going on a long time. Or I don't. I don't know when it started. I think it was the. This was the fourteenth year. Okay, so you've hit most of them. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's on a list of things that you know I'd like to do one of these days. You do so. Yeah. Registration starts in October, and it sells out typically in about four hours. No so kidding. Yeah, so you need to be on it if you're going to register for this one. Wow. Um, loyal runners who've been there three out of the past five runnings get to register a week early. But everyone else, everyone else gets to register and you've got to like at 6 a.m. Central Time, you've got to be on it and registering to get in. And then the race is always the first Saturday of April. Yeah, you have to be on as soon as it opens. What else does that remind you of, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities here. That's, yeah. that's, that's uh, next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. We're going to do that again next week, right? Um, I got a great question for you. Can you describe the, uh, the metal? It's kind of interesting how they incorporated some stuff into that. Oh, the metals are so cool. Um, they're, they're not metal, so they're wood. They're actually made out of the whiskey barrels. And um, they incorporate the uh, 13.1 logo different ways into OBH, oak barrel half. And it's a different design every year, but every year they're fantastic. It's my favorite metal. That's neat. Yeah. They don't smell like whiskey though, <laughs> but, but they're, they're beautiful. All right. Interesting. You would say that I bought some barrel staves. You can buy just the staves and I use them to build a shelf. And my son, who's a, an excellent carpenter, you drill into them. When you drill into them, you will smell the whiskey. <laughs> Absolutely. When you're Maybe I should drill into my metals. <laughs> well, you don't want to do that, but, uh, but yeah, you definitely would. That It's still there. I promise yeah. it's still there. All right, let me back up and ask the standard question. Marla, how'd you get started running? Um, I think it, my answer is pretty typical. I started to lose weight. Um, yep. <laughs> so I, that's what I did. And then I started getting longer and longer distances. I really love half marathons. Um, they're my favorite. I love marathons. So I'm just... I like to, right now, um, I'll just like to go view the different areas. There's nothing better than seeing an area in, on foot. No, it's, you're right. You're right. I think it's a terrific way to do that. How about Run Disney? When did you start with Run Disney? Um, I think I started back in 2014. Okay. And I've done, I think, six different um, princess weekends, all princess. Oh, all princess. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's a good weekend. That's a good it's, one. A nice course. You go through the castle. Yeah. 
Yeah, I started with my mother actually oh, initially, and she doesn't run anymore, but I still do. Okay. <laughs> so. Excellent. That's nice. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, when will we see you at Disney World again? I will be at Wine and Dine this year. There you go. Something different. Yeah, something different. Breaking out of my mold. <laughs> nice. What are you running that weekend? Um, I will be doing all of the races. Yeah, if you're going, you might as well do them all, right? Might as well. So That's my daughter I and I. My daughter and I are doing the 5K, and then mm-hmm. I'm doing the remainder by myself. Good deal. Well, not by yourself. You're doing it with well. thousands of your closest friends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and we'll be looking for you there, I promise. Yeah. I'll so be looking for you, too. We look forward to that. So besides the medal, was there anything else you got with the uh, the race? There was. Uh, Oak Barrel definitely is generous with the stuff. So... Um, as part of just registration, you get a long sleeve shirt, technical shirt, which are always really neat. And then once you cross that finish line, you get um, some socks and your choice of either a hat or a visor. The Boko, they're really good brands. Um, so I'm, I'm always excited about that. Cool. Cool. Sounds good. Marla. Thank you for joining us and spending some time and telling us about uh, racing in Jack Daniels land. Of course. Thank you for having me. Okay. Moving on from Lynchburg, let's go to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, home of the Eagles, the Phillies, and Greg. Not necessarily in that order. (laughs) The hot chocolate run in Philadelphia was last week. Sue and Matt did that one. The 10K turned into a 5K because of the threatening weather. I know there's been some really nasty weather up north. Yeah, our friend Erin over at the We'll Run For podcast, Mm -hmm. uh, I know she was at this race as well. And she's, you know, just the the chronological stories of it, you know, being, oh, it's raining. Now it's okay. Now it's raining again. And then it was a weird weather day because it, it poured in the morning. Then the sun came out. And it was an absolutely glorious day. And then that evening, I, my wife and I got stuck in a major storm driving home from dinner. And there were eight tornadoes that touched down between yeah. eastern Pennsylvania and New Jersey. It was an absolutely crazy day. But, yeah, I feel so bad that the race got cut short. But, yep. um, but, but, but kudos to everyone for sticking it out. But they still got their chocolate, Greg. They did. They did. That's the important thing. They still got their chocolate. In Savannah, Georgia, the Savannah Public Women's 5K, our friend Michelle did that one. I think that's part of a weekend event. I think we'll hear more about Michelle's run later on in the report. This was also a weekend event. Washington, D.C., the Cherry Blossom 5K was on Saturday. Kate ran that one. Sarah ran that one. Margaret ran that one all as part of the challenge. So we'll hear from them again when we get to Sunday. Uh, Margaret did make a comment that she ran outside of Florida. And even though it was April 1st, that's not an April Fool's joke. Margaret really did run outside of Florida. Heavy rain held off until after the finish. Uh, There was Disney magic post-race because she took a picture. The banana had a Disney sticker on it. I don't, I don't know why. Disney magic post-race. In uh, London, Ontario, Canada, our friend Sarah ran the back roads Bruise and Shoes 10K. In Agora Hills, California, Camille, the Great Race 10K. Kristen ran the Craft Beer Half Marathon in Charlotte, North Carolina. 
Brews and Shoes and Craft Beer. Those sound like some good runs. Down in Marathon, Florida, in the Keys, the Seven Mile Bridge Run. Jennifer and Valerie ran that one. Valerie says the weather was beautiful, especially when it can get really warm this time of year. Uh, she missed a course PR by a few seconds, but still finished in the top half of her age group. Good run there. In Tallahassee, Florida, the Springtime 10K. Lizzie ran that one, set a 10K PR. They were kind enough to have free beer at the finish so she could celebrate her PR. In Salisbury, Maryland, the Salisbury Half Marathon, our friends Kim and Woody finished that one. Hartford, Connecticut, the Hartford Quarter Marathon. Christina ran the Hartford Quarter Marathon. An unusual event, but I've run a quarter marathon. I was going to say, that's where Bob and I met at a quarter marathon. Greg at a quarter marathon. That's right. In Nashville, Tennessee, Amy ran the Richland Creek Run, her first ever five-miler on the Greenway in Nashville. She set a PR. Her Springtime Surprise Run is next, the 10K at Springtime Surprise for Amy. See you there, Amy. In Charleston, South Carolina, the Cooper River Bridge 10K. Couple runners there. D, D put a nice medal photo up from that race. Springtime surprises next. Ashton commented she was there too. She'll also be at Springtime Surprise. And Susan and her friend Katie got over it. That's what the sign said. Get over it. It's a bridge run. Get over it. Get it. Get over the bridge. I didn't make it up. It's not. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Don't blame me. I didn't make the sign. But Susan took a picture of a great expo, she said. Well-organized event. Sounded like everybody had fun there. Not the Susan I just mentioned who got over it, but a different Susan finished a race. I don't know where it was. I don't know how far it was. But I know that it went well because she said that this race went well. I, I saw the, I tried everything. I tried making the bib larger, making the metal larger. I don't know where this was. But I wanted to. I wanted to mention it because Susan's coming off knee knee surgery. I'm guessing she had an arthroscopic procedure because it was only about a month ago and she's walking and you know how I feel about walking. I think that's great. So congratulations, Susan's. I am glad you're back out there wherever there happened to be. In Lake Wells, Florida, the Carillon Classic 5K at Bach Tower Gardens. Shay did that. Her first run since princess weekend and here's one i don't know how i missed the tpa 5k on the runway in tampa florida that sounds like fun but i missed it somehow tracy did it said it was fun watching the planes take off and land a great post-race brunch provided by the airport restaurants included breakfast sandwiches Potbelly subs. I'm not sure what a potbelly sub is, but I'd be willing to give it a try. Chicken wings, pastries, and her favorite, the 1905 salad from the Columbia restaurant. Now, in this area, in the Tampa Bay area, the Columbia restaurant is a historic, there are six or seven of them in the area. The first one was in Ybor City. It's a very well-known Cuban Spanish restaurant. In fact, it's 
we went to the one close to us for my mother's 90th birthday celebration. They have what they call the 1905 salad. That's when the first restaurant was formed in 1905 in Ybor City. They haven't changed the recipe. It's terrific. And they host a couple of events around here. They're at the end of the Gasparilla also. See, if I was going to be at a race at an airport, I would think that the post-race snack would be a Biscoff cookie or a bag of pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> that's just yeah. me. So that, that sounds like a much better spread this one sounds than my idea. good, Greg, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And a tiny bit of soda. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. No, you well, can't keep the can. Although I just got stuck in an airport uh, flying home from a uh, work trip. So, uh, you know, me, me and airport food don't have the best relationship right now. But um, but uh-huh. again, this, this sounds like a really interesting run. I understand. I understand. Yeah, it does. I'll have to look for it next year. The 5K on the runway. Uh, moving to Sunday in Melbourne, Florida, the Pirate Plunder 2-Miler. Our buddy Monica did that one. This is race six of seven in the Run Brevard series. That's a Brevard County is where this race was held. Monica had the whole gang there, her family. It's a small but fun race. Pirate costumes, great music. Once again, Caesar salad and beer at the finish line. Salads at the finish line in Florida. Interesting. Very healthy in Florida. Yeah. Uh I love the photos, Mar- uh, not Margaret, Monica posted of the family. She's got the five daughters, I believe it is. The youngest being hashtag dopey, like dopey baby. baby. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but her oldest daughter took second in her age group. That's cool. Just missed first by a few seconds. Her next oldest daughter took first in her age group, beating number two by a full three minutes. Uh, she stayed with the rest of the littles, as she described them, the younger of the three, of the five children. Uh, we'll see Margaret at springtime. I'm not, why am I going Margaret? It's Monica. I don't know where I'm getting Margaret from, but at least I'm correcting it before next week. I don't have to do <laughs> apologies and alibis. The Hartford Marathon Foundation Middleton 10K. Christina ran that. The Cherry Blossom Festival run was a two-day event. The 5K on Saturday, the 10-miler on Sunday. Running the 10-miler, Jennifer and everybody who commented on the Sunday race commented on how windy it was. I think winds were kicking up around 30 miles an hour for a lot of this race, especially at the end. A lot of folks commented it's a 10-mile event. Miles 8, 9, and 10 were really difficult. But let's get back to Jennifer, who PR'd this event by over three minutes but jennifer's never satisfied it seems jennifer's a good runner uh never satisfied she plans to smash that time that springtime surprise taylor was there commenting wendy also mentioned that the cherry blossoms are still on the trees that wasn't the case last year was it greg no i missed peak bloom by about a little less than the week. And I mean, there were still a few hanging on in the park, which is in the, the later half of that course. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, very impressive that it was so close to peak bloom and that they held up during those weather conditions. That is impressive. And, but I think also very appropriate because it, I believe this is the 50th anniversary uh, running of cherry blossoms. Oh, is that right? Yep. Uh, I don't see where anybody mentioned that, but that doesn't mean you're wrong. You're, you're probably correct. Uh, that looks beautiful. The, the photos were great. So I'm glad the cherry blossoms are still on the trees. Taylor managed to knock 
18 minutes off of her time from last year in a 10-mile event. Very impressive. Said she never thought she'd be able to do that. But maybe even more important is she caught her husband at mile seven, and he had about a 20-minute head start on her. Now, he was hurt. Okay, so in all fairness, he qualified for the, the further up front corral. He was hurt, so I think he was probably walking. Nevertheless, good for you, Taylor. You caught him. That's pretty cool. Uh, Ashley called this the most beautiful course she's ever run. She PR'd in flower photos. That's great, but we don't have a PR in flower photos, Bill. I'm sorry, Ashley. Good for you. Uh, she wore her Rise and Run bib boards, which she said started a bunch of conversations in the corral. Good on you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for repping the podcast, Ashley. We appreciate you. She had a fun time. Uh, Kate was there. Kate ran the challenge. I mentioned that our buddy Mar Margaret left Central Florida to run this one. She says, as, as many did, it got extra tough after mile eight due to the wind. But, oh, she, she said that she and her friend were the first two people or amongst the first two people at the event. You know why? She's used to running Disney events and getting there three hours early. <laughs> so she got there in plenty of time. Uh, I know we're going to see Margaret at Springtime Surprise. And then finally, our friend Nikhil was also there. Nikhil, I hope I'm not butchering that name too badly. Uh, let's go across the ocean to London, the London Landmarks Half Marathon. Emma walked this course. Man, this looked great. She said a new PR, hold the bell. Okay, my words, new PR. She called it a personal worst. I say, no, 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 no. It's not a personal worst. It's still a PR. It's just the slowest you've ever run. I've set lots of those at Disney, my slowest ever. Uh, great route passing many amazing landmarks and it really it, the photos were, were fantastic that's one to consider good weather which i understand can be unusual this time of year in london and we're going to see her at springtime surprise the go st louis half marathon i have to say it that way because it's all caps with an exclamation point after it so i couldn't just say the go st louis half marathon I'm not going to yell at it again, though. I don't want Greg's editing to have to, you know, I don't want to blow his headset off. Several runners there. Kelly ran it. Kelly PR'd. Her two friends ran the marathon. One did a sub four and the other finished under 420. Those are really solid times. And guess what? They're both PRs. So we need two friend PR bells, please. Chris ran this one. Chris fueled this race with Spam Musubi. I don't know what Spam Musubi is. Okay, Spam Musubi is, it looks like, like a nigiri roll. So you have like a little bit of like of rice like you would see with sushi or, or uh -huh. nigiri. Then on top of that is a, a small slice of Spam wrapped in seaweed to keep it all together and then there's like a special like soy sauce teriyaki uh, glaze that goes over over top of it it's it's very very good oh it's like fried spam it looks awesome yeah it's uh it, it's i had it for the first time when i was in hawaii last year it was very good it sounds like a hawaiian dude hey bob i'm surprised you didn't know from when you lived in hawaii yeah Maybe. it does it definitely sounds like an hawaiian dish and no i really don't remember it 
But yes, I remember using spam and a lot of things in Hawaii. Yes, for it's sure. very but as like there. running fuel. He did. Wow. He All right, did. go you. Hey, look, he he finished this uh, half marathon in less than an hour fifty-seven. Oh, he must be onto something then. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That sounds that's better than pop tarts, I think. And he did it despite crashing and burning with about two tenths of a mile to go. He hit the deck, fell, tripped, brushed himself off and sprinted to the finish, finishing under two hours. All right, Chris, thanks. I learned something. I appreciate that. Uh, Amanda was also there at the, I'm not going to yell it again, the Go St. Louis Half Marathon in Scotland, Connecticut, Scotland, Connecticut, not Scotland, across the ocean. Scotland, Connecticut, the Highland Half Marathon. Rachel ran that one. The Run as One Four Miler, Central Park, New York, Emily did that one. I don't have any notes on that, but I seem to remember. Emily, if you left a note on that and I didn't get it, I apologize. But that's all I've got. Emily did the run as one four miler in Central Park, New York. I knew we'd come back to Michelle. The Public Savannah Women's Half Marathon was on Sunday. I think it was a 5K on Saturday, half marathon on Sunday. Uh, Great race, nice photos. Michelle saw Forrest Gump at the race. She did, by golly. He did not have a box of chocolates, though. Wouldn't that be perfect, Forrest Gump giving out chocolate at the aid station? (laughs) In in South Australia, the Greg Cooley Wines Clare Valley Running Festival. This is race one of the Triple Vine series. Our friend Carmen finished the 10K. I'm pretty sure Carmen was at marathon weekend, I kind of remember seeing her there. She predicted her finish time within seconds. And in the final kilometer of the race, one of the marshals said as she ran by, a smiling runner, that's what we like to see. So obviously her natural running face is smiley. Her response was, I'm a Disney runner. Yeah. Yeah. You go, Carmen. Nice job. Uh, in Atlantic City, New Jersey, the April Fool's Half Marathon, Kim and Woody again. Kim and Woody had two runs this weekend. Uh, always always enjoy seeing them on the race report. In Middleburg, Florida, the Operation Outdoor Freedom 7K. Melissa ran that one. A 7K. This was her first 7K. You know what that means. A flat course, nice weather, trail run. Oh, she had some great photos of the signs that were on the course. Really pretty cool. Look for them on Facebook. In Huntsville, Alabama, the Bridge Street Half Marathon. Sheena did that one. Her first half marathon. First half, PR. Uh, She started running in late December. Then her friends asked if she wanted to try a half little hesitant, but she trained three to four days a week. Felt good about it. Felt good about finishing. Huge accomplishment. She says, huge accomplishment for me. Sheena, first half marathon, huge accomplishment for anybody. Great job. Uh, She used to say she wouldn't run unless somebody was chasing her, but not anymore. Hopefully this is the first of many for Sheena. The springtime surprise virtual, our buddy Tony finished that one. You may remember Tony from last week's intro or other times that we saw him at Disney World. 
Hey, did you see Hollywood had his own cart escorting across the course? I didn't notice that. I yes, really in his, didn't. In his Instagram post. I didn't notice that. I noticed he was looking for royalties for uh, us mentioning him last week or something. But uh, let's see. He, he kind of did a version, Greg, of the Skyliner Challenge. Yes, he did. Yeah. Pop Century Lake, Caribbean Beach, then Hollywood Studios to Boardwalk. All right, Tony, good job. Uh, I'm sorry to see that you did it virtually. We won't see you at Springtime Surprise, but I'm sure we'll see you next run Disney season. Oh, there's the run as one four-miler in Central Park I was looking for earlier. Different runner. This is Megan. So Megan's the one who made the post on this. I knew I saw something about it. This race benefits lung cancer research, was, which is a charity that's particularly important to Megan and her family. She said it was chilly but sunny in New York. Sunny makes a big difference, even on some very cold days. Great support for the race. Strong race. These New York Roadrunner events, Megan recommends those highly. In Reston, Virginia, the Reston Runners Half Marathon, Sharon did that one. At mile 10, she tripped and face-planted. Finished anyway, she says, thankfully, due to the weather, I had so many layers of clothing on that instead of ripping my skin, I just ripped a layer of clothing. So I'm glad you didn't get hurt. Not only did she not get hurt, she ran a PR. We'll see Sharon at Springtime Surprise. In Knoxville, Tennessee, the Knoxville Half Marathon. Lori did that one, her first race since Marathon Weekend. Pleasantly surprised she was with a, and she used the word, small PR. Do we have a small PR bill, Greg? I don't, I don't know what that would be. Um, half a, half a <laughs> yeah, half a chime, maybe. <laughs> maybe like, does the people mover make a sound? I don't know, Allie. Like a mini monitor. Either that or maybe we'll get the sky skylighter tone or something like that. Okay. We'll, we'll figure sure. something out. <laughs> I'm not sure what a small PR is. Lori, a PR is a PR. Be proud. Uh, those hills on Rocky Top are no joke, says Lori. I believe her. At the University of Minnesota, the Goldies 5K. I know why the Goldies 5K. University of Minnesota. Alicia, tell us why. Why they're called that? Why is it? Why, is it the, why would it be the Goldies 5K at the University of Minnesota? Because it's the Golden Gopher for Golden Gophers. Yeah. You got it. Candace ran that one. She said, and, and again, Alicia, you'll appreciate the ice and snow was out, but it was still a fun day. Yeah. Good for her. You, you got you, running, and look, I've lived, I've lived in very cold climates. I get it, but the what you put up with to run in those cold days i don't want to do anymore now in a couple months when the dew point here hits 80 which it will you can say you don't want to do that either but it's uh we all have challenges but ice and snow not for me anymore good job candace uh last one i have in the race report the cleveland clinic union hospital run for home half marathon in new philadelphia ohio <sighs> good Lori, Lori did that one another cold day in new philadelphia ohio hilly course again the sun helped and it does i can remember sometimes in alaska just seeing the sun helped uh, hilly course a course pr by five minutes we count course prs hit it Thank you. 
All right, my friends, that wraps up the race report. Let me remind you one more time. We're one week away from springtime surprise. We will be meeting up in the food truck area of Disney Springs at three on Saturday. And we will be looking for you before the events on the left side of the bleachers as you face the stage in the staging area. No Zoom call this week. In fact, it'll be two weeks because next week we'll all be at Disney World. So we'll put it off for a couple of weeks till we get back on Zoom. When we get back on Zoom, we can all talk about how wonderful springtime surprise was. My friends, and if you run, you know you are our friend. It's been our pleasure. We hope you enjoyed episode 80. We are very excited about seeing you real soon. Until then... Happy running. The Rise and Run podcast discusses general information about Run Disney and is in no way affiliated with Run Disney or the Walt Disney Company. Any information or advice discussed on this podcast should not be considered medical advice and should always consult with your healthcare provider or event organizer.